Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, good morning. It's really great to be with you here again on this first weekend in September where everything is gearing up, isn't it? The children are getting ready to go back to school or have already gone back to school. Summer holidays seem a distant dream away. Well, this morning I've got a message for you that I hope is going to help you feel grounded and know who you are in Christ and help you in the next season ahead. But before I do that, I'd like to pray and ask God to be with us this morning. Dear God, we thank you for everyone listening this morning. We pray that we'll all have ears to hear and you'll help me communicate what you've got to say clearly. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to look at a part in the Bible in Ephesians, Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 10 we're going to look at. We're going to look at different parts of it and then one uh, verse specifically. And this is a letter to the early church uh, talking about the things that they need to do and encourage them in their new uh, found faith in Jesus. So we're going to read that, pull these things out, so hopefully it will be a good morning. I'm going to read this first bit and this... uh, extract these verses 1 to 10. I'm going to take a couple of verses out just to shorten it a little bit. This first part talks about how we were before we had Jesus, the things that we did in our heart uh, before and the the sins that we uh, had and that we did things that felt good. Um, And then we're going to talk about God's grace and that uh, he sent, God sent Jesus to die on the cross for us so that we can be made new. And at the end, we'll hear that God's got a purpose for us. So Listen out for those bits in here. So Ephesians 2 verse 1. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So there we hear that bit about how we were before Christ, before we found God and the sin that was in our heart. But then it says in verse four, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So that verse at the end, that for we are God's masterpiece, he had created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That's a bit we're going to focus on today. But it's important to know that we were in sin and that God sent Jesus so that we can be alive again. The three points I want to pull out from that uh, verse 10 is that we are God's masterpiece. We are created anew and we've got a job to do. So they're the three things we're going to look at today. 
So point one, we are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. And in different versions, there's a different word that she uses. Some uh, versions use masterpiece. Some people say handiwork, workmanship. But when I looked into this, it all came down to this one Greek word, which uh, in English means poetry, which makes me understand that it wasn't a mechanical, a biological, just shove these pieces here when God made us. He created us as someone creates a poem or, or a masterpiece. I love the word masterpiece because it makes me think of those master paintings that have been created throughout time. And I thought I'd show you some of my favourites. So a master painter, uh, and these are some pieces that I think most people would agree are masterpieces. See if you know who they, who they are. Here's a bit of a quiz for you. So it's Van Gogh's sunflowers. I don't know which sunflowers it is, but it's the sunflowers. Leonardo da Vinci, Mona Lisa Smile. Kandinsky. We've got there. Mondrian. Everyone loves some right angles. And Salvador Dali, we've got there. So we've got some masterpieces there, and they're great pieces of work. They've taken these artists hours and hours and hours to complete, and they are so invaluable. They cost a lot of money. So I was thinking there's parts of those pictures that I love. And I thought if I took parts of those pictures and put them together, I'd create like a super master painting. So it would be like the best of the best. So what I did was I got bits of them and put them together. Are you ready? This is the super master painting by Louise Bussell. And as you can see, it's terrible, isn't it? We wouldn't want this on our wall and I don't understand because I took the best bits out of each masterpiece and put them together. But if I think about it, it's not surprising that it doesn't look like a work of art because I'm no master painter. I haven't got the skills of colour, perception, composition and proportion to make a piece of artwork that is a master painting. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because we do this in our lives. We see other people, other people's master paintings, and we take bits of them that we copy and put into our life. I like the way she has her hair. I'm going to have that. I like the way they can uh, talk. I'm going to try and emulate that. And you pull all these things and put them on you to try and either live up to or pretend to be. And it's not surprising that it doesn't always work out very well and it can lead it, leave us feeling quite empty because we've tried to be someone else's masterpiece and the truth is that God created us all a masterpiece he created us all individually he knows how many hairs there are on our heads he knitted us together in our mother's womb not to be and imitate someone else it says in Galatians that we should take pride in ourselves without comparing ourselves to other people because we've all got our own stuff to do. And it's so important that to remember to be genuinely us in our masterpiece rather than trying to be other people's masterpiece because it's exhausting. So that's point one. You are a masterpiece. Point two. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus. So now we understand that God has created us as a masterpiece. We've got to understand that he's created us anew. So here's, here's one of the masterpieces. We've got the sunflowers. And the thing is, our masterpiece doesn't always look like that. It often 
looks like this. And definitely before we came to Christ, we, we heard in Ephesians, didn't we, of all the things that people did, that they sinned, that they were disobedient, that they followed the way of the world. They did what felt good. And what the things that feel good are not always the things that are good for us. If we think about that, when we do things that feel good, often it ends up not being good in the long run. And people are just doing what they want for their own gains. And this leads to us feeling guilty, feeling ashamed, feeling that we're not good enough, giving us anxiety, ruining friendships and relationships. And our masterpiece looks more like this. And sometimes we can think, well, all, all is lost. But this verse says we are made anew in Christ. And if we remember earlier in that passage, it talked about God sending Jesus so that, to die for our sins so that we can be united with Christ. So that means that our masterpiece can go from this to this. It can be made anew, brand new, which is quite amazing, really. But I don't know about you. My masterpiece doesn't stay like this very often. I'll get jealous or grumpy or unkind or irritable. Uh, and my masterpiece can go from this back to this quite quickly with marks and scoffs. And it says in the Bible that God's mercies are new every day. And that means we have to ask every day for God to make us new. And as Christians, I think sometimes we brush things off because, oh, it's just the way it is. Uh, rather than sitting down and, and thinking about our sins and, and what we have done, but with the knowledge that we can come to our Heavenly Father and say sorry, and he will make us brand new. So we can go from this to this, because his mercies are new every day. And it also says that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, because God knows it's got to happen over and over again. So our two points, you are a masterpiece and you have been made new in Christ Jesus. Thirdly, we've got some work to do. God's got a purpose for you. And I was thinking about purpose and I love those uh, TikToks that show like life hacks for different things. I saw one this week about a girl who put a pair of leggings on her head to make her hair curly. Who knows? I don't know. But my favourite life hack of all time um, was from a colleague about 20 years ago. And she, she used to get the hard wax shoe polish. Some of you might not remember it. And she would put it in her hair to cover her grey hair up, um, which was hilarious. because Every time she touched her hair, her hand, hand was black. But uh, she would use that shoe polish in the way it hadn't been intended. And there were consequences to that. But it's like, I suppose if you've got an iron and you tried to straighten your hair with it, it wouldn't work. Or a sweeping brush and tried to brush your teeth with it, that wouldn't work either. Because those things weren't created for that purpose. People spend millions of pounds creating and engineering things for specific purposes to work in a specific way. So how much more has God designed you, made you a masterpiece, made you new, for a purpose. And it says in Ephesians, doesn't it, that it's a plan that he planned for us long ago. He didn't just look at you and go, well, I suppose Joe can do this job and we'll get him sweeping the floor. God had a plan and a purpose. Everything in your life up until now has been put together for the next bit of your journey, for that plan. It says in the Bible that all things work together for the good of those who love him. And 
We don't always know how that's going to work out. But what it says over and over again in the Bible that God has got a plan for you, a plan to prosper you and not to harm you, a plan that he planned long ago, that your days are written in his book. So he's got something special for you to do. So let's recap. There are three points. You are a masterpiece. You are made new in Christ and he's got some works planned for you that he planned for you long ago. So this week, use this verse to root you in your identity in Christ. If you know who you are, you know you're a masterpiece. You are know you have been made new and you know that God has given you a purpose. Then when things of this world come to knock you that tell you you're not good enough or people leave you out or you're overlooked for things or you find things tricky or overwhelming, you can stand firm on that promise and say no. I am a masterpiece. I'm made new in Christ and he's got good works for me to do that he did long ago. It's a great verse to memorise yourself, to teach your children so they understand that identity of who they are in Christ. I'm going to pray in a minute. um, But before I pray, maybe some of what I've said has piqued your interest. Maybe you have got all those transgressions and you don't understand what it's like to be made new in Christ. There's a button at the bottom of the screen you can press and someone will have a chat with you and pray with you and lead you on that journey and give you a purpose in what you're doing. So I'm going to pray for you and then I'm going to pray for us all as we uh, start this new term. Dear God, I thank you for everybody who's heard this message this morning. I pray that you will speak into people's lives, that people will understand that they are a masterpiece, that you created them, that there were no mistakes or second guesses, Lord, that, that you have made us all new. As we come to you and say sorry for the things that we have done, that you will make us anew. And this is for a purpose that you have given us, that will fulfill us and engage us and help us. Lord, I pray that you will bless us all this week. Amen. Well, thanks for being with us this morning. I pray you have a fantastic week ahead. Take care. Bye-bye.